This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. and I'm here with Tom. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, I guess I should say night since it's night and we're actually recording uh, while there's uh, some Guardians baseball going on. I'm just excited to hear from Tom today. Now, some of you on Guardians Twitter may be familiar with Tom's Twitter account, MLB Feel It, and um, the Austin Hedges truther that he is. And uh, I was kind of late to your uh, to your to following your Twitter account, but I've enjoyed getting to to know you there a little bit. Um, so tell me, how did you become a Cleveland Guardians fan? So I just want to start off with this. I actually, this is probably this is really the first season that I have been involved with Guardians Twitter and been like really on Twitter. I think this is definitely this is the first year that I've been known as like the Austin Hedges truther, I guess. But I was I was I was around last year, but I didn't really participate. I, I was kind of an observer. Gotcha. But um so you asked how I became a Cleveland baseball fan, right? So I guess I want to tell this story because you said I believe you responded to me saying that we had the same birthday, right? Yes, we do. Yes. July 5th. Yep. Yes. So I went to a game. It wasn't exactly on my birthday, but it was around my birthday. It was for my birthday. I think this was in 2013. Yes. July 13, 2013. I went back and make sure I got the right date. <laughs> so I forget who we were playing. I think it was the Royals. Um, we, me and my family set out in the, the bleachers. And I don't think it was my first game I ever went to, but it was definitely the first one I remember. But so I remember really only one thing from the game it's a line chisnell grand slam <laughs> and <laughs> ever since that moment i've just been I've, i love watching uh cleveland baseball i love loved all baseball um i i'm really just a fan of baseball in general but definitely um line chisnell stuck in my memory for a while after that and i've guess i've kind of carried on the uh, Loving the unconventional player as Austin Hedges is now my number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, and uh, you can't argue with Lonnie, especially as a left-handed platoon no. bat. He he did his job. Loved him. Yeah, I didn't understand that then at that point, but I loved him <laughs> either way. <laughs> Lonnie Chisholm Trey. I always remember him with that tray of water that he'd dump on guys. Yeah. That's great. Well, and I, I love – I love appreciating the guys that other people don't appreciate, even, even though, you know, there's flaws in their games, obviously it's great to appreciate what's, what's great about them. And I, I, I have the same thing. I, one of my, besides Jose Ramirez, who's now my number one, my my second favorite is Bob Wickman. And, you know, I think about him, he was the franchise save leader, but the guy just always looked like he got finished eating a box of donuts and drinking a six pack of beer and then came into the ball game and, He'd still get guys out, and it's just just fun to watch. 
So I appreciate that approach. Um, so, so 2013 being kind of the beginning of your fandom, what would you say are some of the like main highlights for you so far? Like what's, what's been the highlights for you? And as you said, you're a whole, the whole baseball fan. So it doesn't have to be just guardians, I guess, but what are some of your highlights as a, as a Cleveland baseball fan? I mean, you gotta, you gotta say 2016, uh, the world series, Rajay home run, obviously, um, I think my favorite thing that I remember about that game is not the home run, but the Brandon Geyer double right before it, because I love Brandon Geyer. It's just he just always got hit by pitches. I I love that about it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, unbelievable. I think the 2017 the win streak, you know, just all of the the main highlights, but kind of like the more like random things that got me really pulled in recently. Um, probably last season, uh, I went to, when the angels were in town, um, I watched, uh, Tris McKenzie pitch, who's pitching right now against the angels, coincidentally, and, um, struck out Otani a couple, three times, I believe on curveballs. Yeah, yeah. I went, I went there to go see Otani play, but I was not going to complain about watching Tris McKenzie dominate him. <laughs> Um, man, yeah, Tristan McKenzie is, is so much fun to watch all the time, but especially when he's on, he is just oh man, he, he yeah. is fun to watch. That's great, I, yeah. Well, I uh, I'm a big fan, I'm a big fan of pitching in general, so this is a good team for to follow. But uh, Eli Morgan, I'm not sure if you've seen Eli Morgan, is kind of like my number two guy that I. I'm not the as committed, but I love Eli Morgan. I I uh, follow him a lot. I uh, sometimes misconstrue stats to make him look better than he is on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I uh, was very happy to see him in person uh, during one of the games I went to this year, and also Cal Quantrill, who you can't go wrong with loving it. Just any. Any moment with Cal Quantrill has been a, a highlight for me. He is he is so much fun to watch just for in terms of just being an absolute maniac, it seems like in, yeah. in a little in, in a good way. Like uh, I'd say Karen Check maybe is a maniac in ways that I don't always appreciate, but Quantrill's uh <laughs> maniacal behavior is, yes. is always great. I, I love it. I very much agree with the Karen Check part. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um yeah, so the uh with austin hedges now you the austin hedges truther oh, yes. so, uh, so tell me what what are people <sighs> missing about him if they don't appreciate his greatness so i prepared for this question because i knew something about it was going to come <laughs> so i just want to point out this is in 2019 baseball spot page for austin hedges is one of the funniest and most just like you look at it once and you just think like, what did he have to do to get to these stats? It's, I'm not sure if baseball's fine or Statcast even tracks frame, catcher framing, catcher pop time anymore, because I haven't seen them for recent seasons, but in 2019, he was the 100th percentile for pop time and framing. So just like far and away the best defensive catcher. And then you look at his expected batting average, first percentile. And I just <laughs> think that's the funniest thing. He's just, 
this like defensive god and but cannot hit a baseball to save his life and I think sometimes I try and convince myself that he can hit and he's a good hitter under the surface but sometimes it's a little bit better just to embrace that he can't hit and it's all right (laughs) you know it's funny that you say defensive god because it actually kind of makes me think about you know like the greek gods and the roman gods (laughs) they all had like a flaw you know they weren't yeah they they were kind of like these demigods not like you know god capital god or whatever but they all had like a flaw so that kind of makes sense you know it kind of makes them more human i guess i mean if austin hedges hit as well as he fielded he would be the best player in baseball oh for sure It'd be like Mike Trout, but a catcher. (laughs) But a catcher, yes, exactly. It'd be insane. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll put a link in the description of this episode to the Baseball Savant page. And also, you know, if anybody hasn't checked that out for 2019, but if you go on Fangraphs and look, like, the guy guy couldn't hit, but because he was that great defensively, he still still put up wins, you know? It's just, just amazing. Yeah, he's a poem behind the plate. Now, at the plate. It's pretty rough, but you can see why they kept him around. I will say he was on a five-game history prior to last night. So, and that history capital started a game that I was in attendance to. So <laughs> it, was, it was you, buddy. It was, I, it was a magical moment. It really was. <laughs> I, I, you know, he had a really rough start to the season, which I noticed that he said that uh, that kind of happens for him. Um, but then he, he had been hitting a lot better lately and getting on base at least, getting some walks. Yeah, which... that's that's where the uh the black and white theme to my uh layout on Twitter came from. But after a while it just kind of stuck, so I left it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, all right. So we know about your love for Austin Hedges. Tell me about what you think about the current team and where we're headed. And what are you excited about? So the current team, I'm really I'm a big fan of pretty much everyone on the team i love the personalities are all great the everyone's got something about them that's i think very valuable to the team you know there's a lot of controversy over a couple players where they should be if they should be traded no names i'm a rosario but (laughs) all right the i think I think the I don't want to talk about the Yankees, but the the picture of them walking in together afterwards really kind of hit it for me on the hit the nail on the head where it was like, you know, this team, they they're a unit, you know, they have to all be playing well to succeed. And I think we saw that in uh, Kansas City and Cincinnati and against the White Sox, where everyone's popping off and they just look amazing. But it's really easy to just kind of get invested in a lot of the players because almost none of them are. I think you've got like Shane Bieber and Jose Ramirez are established. You know what you're going to get for them, but everyone else still has that, that kind of inkling of like, you know, maybe we can get a little more out of them. Maybe if they get a little more time, they can get better. And I think that's really fun to watch. Completely agree. You've described it well. Well, if you guys aren't familiar with Tom's Twitter, definitely make sure to check it out. I'll put a link up in the, uh, when I put the episode up on the description, uh, anything else you want to tell folks about Tom? Um, I do want to share one cherry pick stat that I have for Austin Hedges. Do it. <laughs> so 
this stat took a little bit of investigating to say the least but i will say so far this year um this is a, a small sample size so far uh three game sample size so far this year on games that have been played on the anniversary of the death of somebody who signed the declaration of independence austin hedges has a 119 ops plus if you compare it to last season's career or uh season what is it league average ops that's great. So great. Now, now I'm gonna have to go and look what all the Declaration of Independence signers died this yeah, year. I I have a list. I'll be keeping track. I <laughs> I will be. Uh, the next one is for a little bit. We have to wait till May eighth, I believe. But we'll be we'll be keeping a close eye on that. <laughs> I, I hope I hope you're keeping. Are you keeping this tally on Twitter? I haven't seen that yet. Um, the podcast yes. exclusive right now. I. I have tweeted, but it was not seen by many people. So I'm kind of making sure that it gets out there. Oh, yes, I will definitely. I mean, the, the followers that I have, I'm going to put that out there. That's that is a great. I appreciate stand. that. <laughs> and I'll be I'll be investigating to see if there are any more good ways to find when to when to predict right. an Austin Hedges good day. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think you're onto something. <laughs> All right, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Yep. Thank you for having me. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.